Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. The sun hangs heavy over the Valley of the Setting Sun. The Valley of the Setting Sun is a Scion 6th edition game set in Phoenix, Arizona, and starring Craig as Sir Nicholas, Slavek as Jesse, and Mitch as Gary. Join our heroes as they adjust to their new powers and navigate the tangled roots of the Scion community. Will our heroes be able to achieve their destinies, or will their bones be left to dry under the desert sun? You can reach out to us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night, where you can find a link to our Discord. Welcome to Scion's The Valley of the Setting Sun, Session 3. Unfortunately, I forgot to press record for the first two hours of this. I apologize for that, and to my players. So we're going to do a brief recap of the first couple of hours, and then we're going to let you listen to the third hour. Previously on Scion, fledgling bandmates Jesse and Sir Nicholas, dismayed by their previous failure to keep measure with an aspect of Loki, are in a rut when they are approached by a Nordic dark elf named Simon. Hey, I remember you from that hot therapist's office. Simon wanted to reach Jesse, but knowing no other way to contact his Norse kin, showed up at Tovrea Castle and consumed several mugs of Nick's cheap coffee while the knight summoned Jesse and finished his microwavable macaroni and cheese. Simon then explained that he and the other tenants of his apartment complex had been suffering from a series of unexplainable nightmares for several weeks and begged the pair for their help. Hell yeah, I'm ready to fuck something up and get paid. Sir Nicholas, feeling defeated from the previous night's encounter, is still unsure of himself. Yeah, man, I'm not sure if we'll be able to do anything, but sure, we'll check it out. Simon then suggests that the pair start by checking out Miss Hetty, an aging feline fancying a resident of the apartment complex, who had apparently escaped the torment of dreams. The heroes rode to the area on Jesse's motorcycle and immediately felt an oppressive sense of dread. I have a bad feeling about this. Yeah. Those cats seem to be watching. <laughs> Our heroes then questioned Miss Hetty, who claimed that she was never really bothered by the dreams and that the other community members had been plagued by. <laughs> Jesse's companion, Gormangander, supplied that cats may not be what they appear to be, and the woman may be protected by, from the dreams by her many furry companions in exchange for saucers of milk. Fairy cats? Miss Hetty also identified two possible tenants with magical origins, including a young woman named Mel. Oh, yeah, she's she's kind of cute. Oh, and she's into classic rock, too. And an old man named Mr. Olsen. Well, his supernatural ability is to age very, very well. Miss Hetty indicated that Mel was known to practice magic of sorts and suggested that she was a possible originator of the dreams. Jesse and Sir Nicholas confront Mel, who was also creeped out by Miss Hetty's cats. Uh, they seem to be watching us. Kind of creeps me out. They should kidnap one of those cats and interrogate them. Mel explained her recent forays into magic and how her carefully constructed wards have protected her from the dreams. Jesse noticed Nick's interest in the girl and became the world's best wingman and talked the young knight's bravery up to the witch. Right, right. And then he clubbed a mummy in the face with a tire iron. Sir Nicholas could only blush and attempted to be humble. 
wasn't that big of a deal. Besides, there's nothing compared to the chupacabra that one time. Eliminating Mel as a potential suspect, Sir Nicholas and Jesse talked to Mr. Olsen outside of his apartment. The old man revealed that the landlord planned to renovate part of the apartment complex and hinted he might be pushing out tenants with supernatural origins. However, Mr. Olsen gave no further advice besides, Remember to respect your elders. Our heroes then decided to inspect the landlord's office for proof that he was creating a mortals-only living establishment. Inside the landlord, Mr. Peterson's office, two scions asked about the occupants, but Mr. Peterson took the questions as an official housing inquiry and retorted that he would not tolerate anti-scionic rhetoric in his office. Nick, I need a distraction. Yeah, uh, okay. Uh, back, you cheerless knave! Uh, how dare you assume my supernatural template? Amongst the confusion, Jesse managed to locate an incriminating document showing Peterson's desire to remove certain tenants and do exactly as Mr. Olsen feared. After the ruckus, the two scions retired to a local Denny's to solicit advice and create a plan of action. Jesse placed a call to Dr. Theophania Jones and updated her on the search. Tiffany hypothesized that either Miss Hetty's fairy cats or Mel's magic could possibly cause the curse, but suggested that it would require a lot of conspicuous energy to be persistent. Finally, she added that it was a nice change of pace to be sought after for her knowledge rather than her appearance. And if you ever want a good time, give me a call. Nicholas then placed a call to Ikaru, inviting her to the apartment complex to read its spiritual energy and provide further clues to what was causing the cursed dreams. Yeah, and I didn't even hit on her this time. And now, the exciting conclusion. You know, you two are waiting in Denny's for a bit, and then you see Hikaru come drive up in her car. She's like, hello, Nick, Nicholas? Uh, Nick kind of waves and, like, uh, kind of scooches out uh, another seat at the table at the Denny's um, and asks her if she wants um, any of his moons over my hammy. <laughs> uh, no, 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 thank you. I am uh, not very hungry right now. Just just offering. So I think it's important to reestablish that uh, Nick Nicholas is still wearing mostly clean the sticks t-shirt, a uh, pair of pajama pants and cover sneakers and a sword <laughs> because he had a bit of a uh, rough start in the morning. All right. But, uh, yeah. Jesse's just wearing his biker leather. But uh, yeah, uh, he gestures for her to join him. So as, as you want me to talk to, so there was an apartment complex or something? Yeah, um, we we did some investigations, and I, I kind of explained it on, on the phone a little bit. But um, we're we're wondering if maybe there's a tenant trying to push some of the scions out of this area, or some other nefarious thing. They've been doing a lot of recent development on it, according to uh, uh, one of the tenants, Mister Olson, but. Uh, Apparently, he doesn't like change very much. I see. All right. So you, hmm. Honestly, yeah, I think it sounds like it would be best if uh, if you took me there. I think because, yeah. It, so, Mr. Olsen, hmm. do you have an idea of what he might be? Well, so far, his powers appear to be age extremely well. What do you mean by that? Like, how, he, how old is he? Uh, well, Jesse has um, some photos of the records that say he's 100, but he... He mentioned 80 years doing something, so it doesn't look that old. All right, all right. There's not really enough information. There's a lot of things could pass as an old human. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think I mentioned uh, Miss Hetty yet. Uh, she's like a 
cat lady she said something like her she wasn't always a cat lady but um jesse here thinks that uh she might have been feeding some cats in order to curry favor with them and gain some protection off that um Mm. another of the residents uh mel she's well she's and sir nicholas is kind of blushing right now She, she can do some protection stuff she's a witch hmm did she say she was a witch or just that she knew magic? Because there is actually a difference. It, it's a, some legal classifications. It's, it's not really important right now. Sorry, just the bureaucracy. She me. was explicit. All right, I see. Like she had like herbs and like containers of things. Like mm. I mean, she was powerful enough to like ward her apartment. Effects. I see. Yeah. All right. So I don't know how this works. I mean. Obviously, you you just touched the briefcase last time, but I don't think you're going to hold the whole apartment. No, no. I just need to be close enough to it. I'm. Hmm. Can you take me to this place? Yes. Um, Sir Nicholas is, is kind of thinking, like, where would be the best spot that is kind of like out of the way of the the uh, landlord's office? Because <laughs> they kind of made a, a scene earlier yeah. where he you, you essentially... You unintentionally came across as a human supremacist to him. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. Do you have a car? Oh, yes, I do, actually. And she points outside. It's very nice, you know, very luxury car. That's it. Luxury car. Okay. Yeah, because uh, I don't think we could fit a third on the bike. Jesse's motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be a bit awkward with three people. Yeah. So... Nicholas kind of laughs to himself a bit. I could always uh, go on Gormenganger, though. I'm not sure if he's uh, exactly street legal. I am not a steed. He hisses from your shoulder. Oh, come on. You know it always looks so epic. I don't care. I am not some pack, common pack mule. Of course not. Gormenganger. Don't you forget it. All right, so do you head in, get into uh, Icaro's car? Uh, sure, yeah. I guess... Um... Cut to, we're all gathered on the place opposite of the landlord's office. Yes, all right. So yeah, as, as soon as you get close, she immediately, Ikaro sort of like sits up in her seat. And she's like, oh, you're, I can, this definitely, I can feel the magic in the air right now. Yeah, it's almost like someone forgot to put on the air conditioning outside. No, no, it's, it feels almost like, it's almost like a, a, a weight to it. Cool. Nothing. She just she sort of trails off for a bit, then she sticks herself out of it. All right. So you want me to? Okay. Then she she gets out of the car after parking, and then she like goes up to like one of the buildings, and she like sort of just reaches out a hand to it. Then you see her like stop, and she sort of, she bows for a second, and then she starts talking in Japanese. There's a quick fire back and forth for a second. You can't really hear. She it sounds like she's listening to someone else talk, but you can't hear it yourself. So then she stops, and then she looks surprised for a second, and then she tur- then she bows again and turns back to you guys. I've spoken to the kami the, of the uh, building. What did it say? Well, it says that it 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 feels the it, it is not co- it is not the cause behind this these nightmares. It, it 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 itself it is distressed by its tenants' distress. Does it know anything more? Yeah. Yes. It, it's saying it feels like it's coming from one tenant. And I, I sort of. She's like she like, she like looks around for a bit, and she like points to uh, a uh, part to like to an apartment, and you see she point the one she's pointing at is Mister Olson. Got it. And then it, she just says like you know it, it says that he 
is part. It's she says it's like it's weird for the building. It's like Mr. Olson himself. He doesn't feel like a person anymore. It feels more ingrained than just a person. And she she said Carol says she, the building itself wasn't quite sure what 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 that meant. Uh, can he? Can a person turn into a spirit? Oh yes, definitely. There are in Japanese there are several. If a person dies in a in a severely with a lot of negative emotions, they become an onryo, uh, like a cursed spirit. I know there are several other kinds in different pantheons, but I the the you know she could could be like could could have passed away at some point and started to become part of his room. I guess I'm not sure. Simon and Bell both called this thing a curse. Is there any way to? Sorry. Is there any way to defeat something like that? Well, usually, with a, if it's a, if he if Miss Olsen is indeed some kind of spirit, then you would have to go to him to either lift it or remove him to break the curse. But now I'm wondering what caused it in the first place. Because if a spirit lives in a place for long enough, they then they will just be part of it. For this, this is this is a recent development, right? This, this these nightmares. Yeah, they want to do some renovations here. We might that be... could be it, but then why would it be so... If it was specifically the landlord doing it, why wouldn't he just curse the landlord? Why curse up for everyone? Why clear everyone else in it? Maybe the landlord using him somehow? Maybe at least knows about his effect, and he wants to use Mr. Olsen to push everyone else out. That could be it. That could be it, yes. That is such a, if that is true, then he must have something important to Mr. Olsen close on him more or else there is no other way to to urge it to to have a spirit behave in a matter you choose unless you have something some hold of them something important to them like some sort of fetter yes it could i don't i do not know what it could be though so if that is the case then it has to then i would suggest looking into the landlord's uh dwelling he either has it on him or he has it in his dwelling it has to be something all right yeah let's take a look at his ace very well. We could talk to Mr. Olson again and see what he knows what it is, but I'm not sure how, what kind of effect that would have or how well he'd take it. When you talk to him, did he seem agreeable or did he seem angered? Kind of like an old man, a little bit of both. Hmm. Yeah, very grumpy. <sighs> again, that doesn't really quite narrow it down at all. I suppose we could. It's up to you, I'm afraid. it. Do you feel we should investigate Mr. Olson or do you think the land order would be better? Let's go for the landlord. It's the one person we haven't met. The last piece of the puzzle. All right. I will accompany you. And then you see, like, she goes back to her car. She pulls out, like, a small bag of something from the trunk. Look what it is. She doesn't, it doesn't open it. It's just, she just has a bag with her. Like a golf bag shape or? Uh, it's almost like a, almost like a, I'm like an old-fashioned doctor's bag. That, that sort of size. Uh, Sir Nicholas shrugs and, like, kind of, like, laces up his pajama pants so they're on a bit more secure and puts his sword on, puts his leather jacket on, and, like, does the best to fix up his hair. All right. So, yeah, the the, the sun is starting to get low, but sky is still bright blue, though. And so you make your way, you make your lineup of you in your pajamas, <laughs> Jesse in his biker leathers and Ikaru in a nice sundress, you know, a nice yellow sundress, <laughs> make your way down to the landlord's office. Oh, we're going to the office? I thought we were going to the residence. Oh, it's, it's sort of like an office slash residence thing. So the guy we met earlier, is that the land, was that the landlord or was that just someone working in the office? Uh, you th- you think it was a landlord himself. 
Oh, oh my god. I thought I was like a manager. Oops. That does make things easier. All right. So do you, what do you guys do? Are you just go walk in the front door or like going around the side? What are you doing? Well, from the inside, we only knew the one door, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to guess there's like another one for the residence part. Is there a way uh, maybe I could get into the residence like through a window or like a side entrance? All right. Yeah. So yeah, you look, you look going around the sides and you find that there are like, like a, there is a, a main door to the residence part of the place and a side door from the residence. And the, you see a couple of windows around, but like none of them are like really big windows. You, you think right. you could have like Gondor in one of them? Oh yeah, that that would work. That'd be nice. So first, I want to make sure like that the actual landlord isn't there; that he's sitting in like the front part. So yeah, he you see like the landlord is in the front office. He's on the phone, just like talking to someone frantically about it. He's just, and he says like, you hear the words like Templar and. Uh, he was a sword and madman. Gondor, slither into the apartment if he has a fetter, physical artifact that related to Mr. Olsen. All right, I'll take a peek. So you like lift him up to the uh, to the one window you can reach. Or, so he, he you lift up and like it was this, you see the snake he, like tears through like the screen part of the inner part of the window and he just slithers in. It's quiet for a bit. Then you hear like a. Uh, you hear like a hissing sound, and do you, do you think he could open the door, or what do you want him to do exactly? Do you want him to let you guys inside, or just come back I out suppose, and report? I mean, I mean both, I guess. First, take a look around, make sure it's safe, and then open the door if it's possible. All right. So yeah, you hear like you hear like some scrabbling against like the door handle that you're nearby. It takes it takes like a minute, and then the door opens, and he, you see him like sort of like uncurl his tongue from like the door handle. Not easy opening with no hands. He's like shrinks back down from like his big size down back down to a regular. I, I sort of put him on my back again. Don't yes, I did well. see something very. I'm not sure what it is though. He, there's some kind of idol in here. He like gestures forward. Right. So the, so you go inside and you know you, first you're in like a small kitchen area. They don't really see anything, and then there's like a doorway leading up. Like a hallway leading off to like a deeper into the place. Is it dark in here? Yes. Sir Nicholas um, kind of unsheaths his sword um, in his right hand and is kind of holding his phone on flashlight mode in his left. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you you know sort of like make your way deeper into the place and you like turn a corner and then give and you're freaked out for a brief moment. Actually, give me a give me a composure. And I'd say just give me a straight composure roll to see if you if you get freaked out enough to attack something. Is this a super natural freak out? No, just a normal freak out. Oh, uh, then I think I would be immune to it. Oh, really? Yeah, he's got the purview, right? Uh, perfect poise from the leader. Oh, I see. Never mind. Then yeah. So yeah, you turn the corner and you you if you weren't so supernaturally composed, you would be freaking out. But then you turn and you see like this, like a mannequin just straight staring at you. It's dressed up in like a old tuxedo almost. But you see like, like, you see like these, almost like a, like a rope around it tied off and like configured, covered in like more runes and stuff. The rope itself is. And there's like a lock on it. Akaru, any idea? I, I, I'm not sure what this is. It looks like it's made up to be a person of some kind. And so, I don't think so. So then, yeah, Gormagandr says, this is what I saw. This is the most likely thing, and nothing else sticks out like this. So, yeah, the the three of you sort of, like, gather around and sort of look at it quizzically. 
then like Hikaru, you see like she, you know, like slight bow to it, and then she like, starts talking in Japanese again, and then she she like like she blinks in surprise, and then she ta- like talks to you like this is Mister Olsen's. It's an effigy. I'm trying to find what those were. It's something Norse. It, it it is his like it's supposed to represent Mister Olsen's like husband or something i am not i am unsure like his old his departed husband like a simulacrum of him yeah it's a tremen that's what it says it is it's called a tremen and that they are it's like it's like a almost like an effigy echo of uh, mr elson's loved ones and so that the, is it the rope is it the mannequin is it the suit it's the mannequin itself dressed up to be like a person it's, it's supposed to like represent one of mr elson's loved ones from the past and that what if you have it, he is very protective of it. And that since it is currently, you know, bound by these ropes, you know, Mr. Olsen is, is you know, having to listen to it or else it'll be destroyed. Uh, Sir Nicholas looks down at his sword and says, I can make it unbound. All right. But make sure not to destroy it. You don't want to cur- get cursed by the old man. All right. So yeah, I'll say let's do this. You have to do a bit this a bit delicately. So give me a... A might and close combat to see if you can just, you know, get the just the rope without actually, you know, snipping off or, you know, mark damaging the mannequin. I'd say it'd probably be more like dexterity, but it's the same. Yes, role. dexterity, yeah. Whatever, yeah. Maybe I should spend a, a momentum or two just to make sure. Yeah, spend those two points. Okay. All right, so your momentum is back down to zero. Okay, three successes. That's is that counting the uh, extra yes. successes? Yes, it is. Wait, it'd be four because my specialty is swords. All right, so yeah, so yeah, you you just see it easily. You you like you get the get the sword just at the right angle, and just sort of like snip through the rope. But and why does it do that? You instantly feel like the pressure of the uh, the curse just vanish from the air, and then you just hear a loud voice scream out, "Pearson!" As the, and then you hear footsteps and the banging on a door. And then it's, you know, like you hear footsteps, and they just you hear Peterson. As you just see the landlord, yes, as you see the landlord just come bursting into the room. What? Oh my! What have you done? Adam, my way, loser. And I grab the mannequin and I just shove him out of my way. Peterson. Uh, yeah, Pearson. Okay, so then you just hear more crashing as something just like as you see, like Mr. Olsen just come bursting into the door. He, yeah. he's, his skin has changed; it's no longer human color. It's, it's like this deep black blue. I sort of present the mannequin to him, and you see that the old man just he like, he, he, he he takes it gently and he sort of places it down. And you see, like he like strokes the mannequin's face lovingly. Then he turns, and you just see this look of absolute rage on his face. And he looks towards the landlord. I understand <laughs> your rage. No, no, no. He, he just, he's just pushing past you. And I, I sort of, like, try to hold him. Uh, okay, now you have to make a roll for that, because he is strong yeah, I, yeah, than I he know. looks. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, definitely. So, I guess, would that be close combat plus might? Uh, I'd say, yeah. All right. I have two successes plus, I guess... I have one, I have, two yeah. successes. So I have three because my specialty is fists. Okay, so yeah, you, that just barely beats out Mr. Olson's. So he, you're holding him back, but you're, you're really having to struggle with this because he, he is like just wanting to just bull past you and try to you know just reach. Out. He's reaching out for Mr. Yeah. Pe- for Peterson. I understand your rage, Olson. 
Pearson's a piece of shit that deserves to, frankly, have his face smashed into the pavement. I, he took what was mine. But I have to tell you, violence in this case is not the answer. He took what was mine. I will take and what I And he should I pay want. you back. How? With his flesh? With a deed. He makes sure this place stays as it is. Forever. Mm. That, that one that he, you see, most of all, he stops trying to struggle so much. He, he's, he's still straining against you, but it's not as fierce. Um, Sir Nicholas kind of turns and points his sword at the landlord. I'm assuming these terms are okay with you, sir, right? Look, look, look I, 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 I'm sorry. Okay, look, look. I'm just, tr- I don't, I'm not the bad, I'm not trying to be a bad guy here, okay? I am just trying. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah, buddy, whatever. And uh, Jesse's just like writing up a contract that, you know, he promises that uh, he'll keep this place as is, blah, 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 and that he won't be charging Olsen any rent. Or- you, see, you see, like the landlord just Are you okay with this? If you're not okay with this, then we'll just leave you here with Mr. Olsen. No, 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 don't do that, please. All right, all right. All right, so Jesse takes, like, three shots, and then he sort of takes the landlord's finger and says, this needs to be signed with you. What? what? He sort uh, of cuts his finger and is like... Okay, 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 fine. fine. Just let go of my hand. Ow. Do we need a notary for this? I could be, I'm a notary. Hikaru uh, raises her hand. I, I do have legal training. Good. <laughs> Mr. Olsen, are you okay with Eastern? <sighs> if I... If everything stays the same, yes, yes. And he never, never touches what is mine again. That seems pretty right. fair. Okay. And I can... what about you? I'm sorry, I never really got your name, landlord. It's it's Larry, Larry Peterson. Oh, Larry... that explains a lot. And I look at uh, Mr. Olson, who had been screaming Peterson uh, just moments before. All right, sign it here. You don't have to sign with your blood. And then you see Mr. Olsen just, just sort of like just scribble something on the, not really looking at it. I, I just give the paper to Carter. Thank you. Uh, you're, not, you're not actually going to let him kill him, are you? What? I'm not Mr. Olsen, you're not going to let him kill Mr. Peterson, are you? Okay, good. So then she like, she, she like, you know, gestures to uh, Olsen. So come along, Mr. Olsen. I'm sure you want to, you know, settle back in with your, with it, with your, with this. And she adjusts to the mannequin. So then, yeah, Mr. Olsen, you see him, like, glare one last time at Peterson. He just picks up the mannequin and just sort of, like, walks back. Sir Nicholas will bend over and pick up that rope and kind of shove it in his pocket. And you see, him, you see Peterson, look, look I'm, I'm, can I just, let me see my side, please. I, 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 I'm not the bad guy. I just wanted to make a little, I wanted to, okay. You have a bunch of apartment buildings. I'm sure you're doing fine. Yeah, and I wouldn't be too worried. You could just, you know, take it out of your share for the for that. Oh, what is it called? The renter's insurance for non-mortal beings. You know, the, I had the pamphlet on it earlier. Uh, see next time, he, don't be a thief. He's already don't, dead. Don't fuck with ancient spirits like an idiot. He's not. He's, he only died like 10 years ago. He could have killed everyone in this building. He wouldn't have. I don't think he could have. And I, I sort of manifest my bow, make the room a little bit colder, and ever, ever do something like this again. One day, you'll go to sleep and never. At that point, he, Mr. Peterson just he, just, he just, he just backs out of the room at that point. He, he's done right now. He's just leaving. All right, Nick, 
I think we solved this elegantly, peacefully. Let's go get her. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll meet you there. And um, he turns to Hikaru and like, oh, thanks again. Oh, no, no problem. I'm glad we were able to solve this without too much uh, violence. Yeah, I, I assume you'll just use your little stamp on that thing later, right? Right, 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 yeah. Um, uh, so you... So back to what we were talking earlier about you letting Loki get away with something, a potentially a god-injuring weapon. Can we go back to that? Well, no, it turns out it was Loki from the from the very beginning. Right, so... Apparently, uh, Loki has a thing for dress and drag. It's particularly, like, Minerva vibe. Well, I don't know if it's a drag necessarily the correct thing. Loki can be a woman in several times. I think she... She, Loki, as a woman, has given birth a couple times, too. That's a slip. Oh, whatever. Yeah, Gary said as much. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, Loki already had the thing, set it up, a fake one, and pretended to be Minerva, and now she has the father of knives, and possibly... Okay. Ikaru definitely looks perturbed by that. Wait. Didn't Loki or Minerva or whatever already have the Father of Knives? Yeah, he was the one who created it, or like he, he was okay. the one who set it all in motion. Okay, that's okay. That's that. Okay, so odds are they're not going to just destroy anything. Okay, so we can have that settled down. Besides uh, just making us look like idiots, the only thing that uh, changed from the interference was now Loki has a couple more artifacts and some. Yeah, the Horn of Plenty drugs. and the Iron Knife. Yeah. yeah. And some drugs. Okay, okay. Hikaru, you see like she is calming down by this point. Okay, that's not as bad as I thought it was. At any rate, we'll find out in like four days. Three days. And then, then she just looks at you again with that's just a flat stare. Okay. <sighs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I have to deal with this. I'm just leaving. I'm leaving in like a week. Okay. Then she just sort of like walks away right there from this. Where you Bye, go? Hikaru. Bye, Jesse. And then you see, like, she pulls out her phone. And she says, okay, Kieran, okay, so, heads up. We got some more... The, the, Loki's in town, sounds like. And she just walks away talking to Kieran about stuff like that. Do you think you could give me a minute, Jesse? Yeah, sure. And uh, Nicholas starts walking back over to the apartment of uh, Mel. Okay. So then, yeah, so, now you knock on the door, I guess. So open the door. Oh, hello. Oh, oh. And you see, like, she looks around. The curse is gone. Yeah, um, we took care of it. Apparently, uh, Mr. Olsen was being taken advantage of, and we were able to sort that out. I just... So what is he? I, I mean, what, I, I have several ideas. Um, just a sad old man who lost some, something very, or someone very important to him at one point, it seems. Okay. But if I were you, i just... You know, be very careful when dealing with your landlord. Well, oh, if any if luck goes all, if anything goes well, I won't be living here for much longer. And she like looks around at the place and looks at a cat there staring at you too. Yeah. At any rate, um, I'm not sure what the safest spot um, for this would be, but I I figure you could probably make some use of it. And he reaches into the pocket and brings out that uh, the rope with all those symbols on it. And then she's like, oh. This is what a binding was. Norse ruins? Oh, okay, okay. Thank you for this. Yeah, I mean, it's all it's all Greek to me, but... Um, Actually, it's Norse. 
well, you know what I'm saying. And he kind of like smiles uh, and kind of like holds it out to her. She like take, takes in the, thank you. Uh, do you need anything? I, 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 you know, this is, this is a very powerful thing. I, I, you know, it, can I do anything for you? Do you need a, a spell or something? Uh, I just stay safe and stay out of trouble. And like, as his figure just touches hers for the briefest instance, um, I'm going to use uh, the, what's it called? Lover's intuition. Okay. And uh, say, uh, who would this character like to be romantically involved with? Okay. Taking out, make me think of stuff. Um, so, you know, you, your face, appear, Nicholas's face appears, he's sort of like hazy. It's in there, but it's not, not fully prominent. There are a couple other, you know, faces in like, you know, in your, you could sort of like the, the image of like several faces and yours is among them. As long as Gary's isn't in there. It's not in there, no. <laughs> All right. Um, Nicholas will just kind of smile and is like, yeah, just tweet me or something. Then he heads off and turn and doesn't turn around because he thinks that'll make him look cooler. <laughs> all right. So then, yeah, you, you hear Miss Hetty from up, upstairs going, what's all the ruckus about? I'm trying to make, I'm trying to help, trying to make something for Mr. Olsen. He's trying, that's uh, uh, sweet old man. I just wanted to have, make him something to sleep. Uh, Nicholas will uh, kind of smile and just keep walking towards uh, Jesse and his bike. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so just so you see, you know, Nick coming up with a big goofy grin on his face, I'm assuming. What did you finally lose your virginity, Nick? I mean, I I, I heard it takes longer than that. Okay. <sighs> Anyways, uh, I guess let's just talk to Simon. Yeah, guy's kind of crashing on my couch still. Probably good idea to get him back his house. Yeah, maybe you can get some new furniture. Like, like what? Bunk beds? <laughs> it's like, like I know palace stuff. Maybe, maybe. So yeah, the two of you ride off into the sunset, back to the castle. Did you know that the Valley of the Setting Sun started out as one-shot adventures? To get a little extra background on Sir Nick, Jesse, and Gary, check out our games A Light Extinguished and The Siege of Shadow Valley Ranch.